This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, what a nice surprise. Another extra episode of The Instance. This is not another lore episode. I know you're all pretty jazzed about those. Don't worry, those are coming. Terpster and I are busy and working on when and how, but don't worry. More of that coming. Uh, instead, what I've done is I've included in this short episode today a little midweek treat that is a small segment of an interview. Well, it's the, it's the entire interview, but it was just a segment on the Rally Point podcast where we talk uh, all about esports, and it's across the board, everybody from Riot to Blizzard to everybody. So I don't want to put the entire thing in here, and I've done this before with that show, so some of you may be, uh, you know, this may not sound that unfamiliar, but here's the deal. Uh, we are we took out the part with Brian Holinka, who was on the show talking all about WoW PvP, and because it had so much good stuff about the game... Uh, not just the esports aspect of it, I thought it might be valuable over here as well. So if you don't listen to the Rally Point show, you can hear it here. If you want to hear the entirety of that show, it's at rallypoint.gg. But if you're here just for the Holinka, man, sit back, relax, because here it is. Uh, I'll let him take it away. It's myself, it's Seven, it's Brian Huff interviewing Holinka about WoW PvP. I know this is something that Scott is uh, super stoked to be talking about. Uh, WoW has gone through uh, quite a few iterations in our time, especially when it comes to PvP. I think anybody that grew up in the days of uh, original Blizzard raiding and how like PvP gear was this was our uh, gateway into raiding gear because raiding gear was so hard to get. And and it was really outside of StarCraft, probably the first real dip into esports for blizzard especially in the north american market you've seen a lot of stuff going with wow arena their deal with mlg for a long time and there is kind of found i guess we'd say a bit of a renaissance scott in the in the community when it comes to the awareness around arena and the work that they've done in legion to make it uh, i wouldn't say relevant but maybe be a little bit more relevant from an esports perspective yeah i mean uh, up till now every year you could count on some lead up games and you could count on finals and you could count on blizzcon and you could go to blizzcon and watch some pretty amazing play and it was always just sort of there um but one of the things i think that didn't maybe have it catch on in a broader way with a lot of competitive fans was the fact that it was a little impenetrable compared to the regular part of the game. It also feels like this little side thing. I feel like that has changed big time with the most recent uh, expansion. And uh, I'm really excited to, to, to talk about it with Holinka. It's going to be, this is going to be an interesting way to look at an old sport in a new way. Yes, definitely. So joining us is Brian Holinka, senior game designer from Blizzard. His focus is obviously on PvP and WoW. Brian, this is not going to get confusing at all. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Oh, thanks. It's uh, great to hear, be here. You guys can hear me all right? Yeah, you we sound great. Hear you just awesome. Yeah. Well, first, I just want to compliment you, Brian, on uh, your incredible defensor that I see behind you. I'm a big Transformers <laughs> fan, so if you, you uh, have I think no that's really idea. cool. I'm not going to uh, punish our audience, but if I turn to my camera about 90 degrees to the right, I have literally hundreds of Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm a man who moved my entire family from New York to California to work on a Transformers video game, so... I appreciate the I'm love and passion, <laughs> and my and my kids are watching the uh, 1986 movie as we speak right now, kind of as a distraction. Listen, so. if, if I've I said, apologize, chat room, we're going to talk about transfer. If I have <laughs> said, if I've ever said anything about Brian, it's not the our Brian. This Brian is that he is a dedicated father. And what other way can you show <laughs> yeah. it than making your kids watch the cool one with Leonard Nimoy in it? So well done, sir. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No problem. I mean, I have to hear Orson Welles' last performance. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> just to give you an idea of the level of dedication, I have a giant sound wave tattooed on my left arm. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll, that's well, well, I'll share the picture one day. So, <laughs> okay. Scott, if you want to get us into WoW Arena, we got a lot of questions that came from our audience, but I know you had some things you wanted to touch on first before we got into those audience questions. Yeah. In particular, Brian, I'm jazzed to have you on, by the way. And, uh, um, yeah. t talking PvP with you has always been interesting because I've always felt like what's happening, what's going on, what's next for PvP and WoW, how do we improve it, how do we, what do we think Blizzard's going to do? It's always these questions. Mm -hmm. And the fan base is rabid. As you know, they're very interested in telling you exactly what they think all the time. <laughs> so um, I think this expansion needs to be talked about just briefly. It feels like there is a renewed life to PvP like we've never seen. Maybe part of that is is the conflation of, of, of gear, so you're not having to, to worry so much about working on two totally separate tiers and maintaining two totally separate sorts of inventories and character stats and, and mins and maxes. Instead, we've, we've brought all that stuff a little bit closer. Have those changes led to what you see as the ultimate goals for PvP and World of Warcraft? Yeah, I think uh, for a long time for World of Warcraft, we we were very worried about having the game break off into this, like, this is PvE and this is PvP. Uh, and we were, like, trying to oblige both communities, both uh, the very hardcore PvP community and the very hardcore PvE community, and give them what they wanted. Uh, you know, PvPers wanted the best gear for PvP from PvP, and obviously Raiders wanted the best gear um, from Raids. And what that did was really kind of drove a wall right between the two communities. And what I often saw um, was that there are people like yourself um, who were, you know, huge World of Warcraft fans, played the game for years, spent many of their off hours running podcasts about the game. Yep. Um, but you didn't participate in PvP so much. But then, uh, like, Heroes, uh, and I always kind of just chalked it off as, like, well, some people just don't like pvp mm -hmm. but then um games like uh heroes of the storm and overwatch came out from blizzard and i saw a lot of our community members flocking to those games and so i was kind of like well it's not that these people don't just like player versus player games they obviously there's something in world of warcraft that's holding them back and i think in a large part um you know just I put it out there on Twitter, like, oh, why are you playing this game and that? And yourself, you answered. I know a number of other people are uh, uh, also answered. And uh, largely, the results of that feedback is what turned into our Legion PvP systems. Um, and it's a system that allows, you know, it reduces the barrier of entry for a lot of players who 
don't normally dip into PvP, but it also obliges uh, our hardcore audience in a, in a pretty good way. You know, we just had uh, the North American uh, regionals this past weekend. Uh, we had um, consistently over 60,000 viewers. We were the number one channel on Twitch for much of the broadcast. Uh, and when we weren't number one, we were number two. Um, and that was over the course of two days. Uh, you know, over a million people watched uh, this North American regionals and the European regionals. So we had a lot of people who are engaged in that really hardcore community. Um, but at the same time, we want to bring, you know, the best way for us to get people to play PvP is this large player base of World of Warcraft players that just don't normally do it. And, the, and is it is it fair to say that you've seen over the month or so that the game has been out, that this expansion has been live, that you've seen those goals come to fruition? In other words... As a team, are you guys satisfied with the uptake in the changes you've made? Are, are players responding in the way that you'd hoped? We're we're happy with the changes, but I think we've, at least at the start of this expansion, we've kind of taken a misstep when it comes uh, specifically to rewards. Um, so that's something we're working on for 7-1. We, we see a lot of people playing. We see a lot of you know people in the office uh, that's like a good gauge for me is that I just see guys who are like, Hey, I don't normally PVP, but I am now PVPing. Um, there are people who are definitely trying it who haven't in the past. And I just think the fact that those numbers, um, this past weekend and the previous weekend were so good, um, really suggests that, uh, a lot of the hardcore people are pretty happy too. So we, we, we have things that we've done that have allowed us to um, tune the game specifically for PvP, respond to changes that need to happen from a rating standpoint, uh, and counterbalance those and countertune those. Uh, and it's just made it a lot better for us um, to kind of please both communities. You've talked a lot about that, and I think it's something that is the most interesting and unique about WoW Arena is if you look at the other popular esports right now, they're not constrained by this much bigger beast, and in this case, right. being the WoW game proper, for things like balancing and and you know reward systems and things of that nature. I, I think the example I kind of always give is if I'm playing Heroes of the Storm and Gul'dan is not doing well and I want to move on and I want to play Vala, I can, and there's mm -hmm. not a large barrier to entry. Do you feel extra pressure when it comes to class balancing, because it's not as easy as just saying, oh, fire mages aren't great right now, like I'm going to switch over to rogues and then everything's going to be fine because it's not as simple as that in your no, world. No, it's not. No, absolutely. I mean, there are a number of challenges that we have. I, I think um, World of Warcraft is, uh, when you compare it to, say, or Heroes of the Storm or League of Legends or Counter-Strike, um, our release schedule is not based around um, a sports season. Uh, it's based around the production schedule for releasing expansions. Patches are going to come out uh, when new raid tiers come out, and that's when a lot of class balance changes are going to come in. Um, and, yeah, so we, we, we have tremendous constraints just from a production and release schedule uh, for creating you know, good seasons. great example is this eSports season, our qualifier cups were played in the summer on Warlords of Draenor, and then our regionals this past two weeks was played on Legion, so a completely different expansion. Um, and you're absolutely right that um, we have to think of how PvP fits in the broader uh, space of the game uh, when we uh, are doing class balances. So I have to really work with uh, the class design team on a regular basis, you know, kind of be mindful of the things they're doing. 
Um, but now that we have the ability uh, to tune PvP specifically, um, and we've introduced like an entire honor system in the game uh, that unlocks new talents that are PvP-specific talents, that allows us to introduce a lot of mechanics that make sense for PvP, but don't PvE. Mm. Um, so, you know, a great example is uh, just a, a damage spell that does percent of health damage. Um, that's not something you could do against a raid boss. You can have an attack that does 5% of an enemy's, uh, you know, 5% of an enemy's health. In PvP, that's fine. So that, that's um, a lot of cool things that we can do there um, that I think a lot of people really appreciate. I've, I've gotten a lot of good feedback um, from people that like, hey, this is really cool. I have this, you know, this additional bar that I can move in the honor system to increase my honor level, and I get these cool abilities and spells, and, and they really like it. Do you feel like in the the, the history of the game, uh, which, you know, 2004 this thing came out, shortly thereafter PvP was introduced, and there was a lot of pressure on the game and on the team at the time that was this. It was, hey, yo, you all came from a multiplayer RTS, so don't forget that, and don't forget to bring, P, uh, you know, a PvP element into this game. And the team at the time was mm -hmm. clearly challenged with trying to figure out how to do that. And it's been through many iterations, many tweaks, many different shifts and, and moves. This feels like the most drastic to me, this expansion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If it, I don't know if this is even possible. It's kind of philosophical. But if you listen to the instance, you know I like to think in these terms. But sure. Do, do sure. you feel like you've reached that goal of everyone's original vision for one of the greatest multiplayer games of all time, the Warcraft franchise, a storied 25-year tradition of incredible multiplayer gameplay. Are we finally there, or are we, are we at least sort of just getting there? Are we touching it? I always, I mean, uh, when, I, when I, I started at Blizzard about four years ago, and even in that four years, I saw, like, constant iteration on the systems of the game. And uh, same thing with class balance. And it was kind of like, are we heading towards this like perfect place like do we believe that we're like going to tweak and tweak and tweak and at one point we'll arrive at the perfect game or something i don't think we believe that i think um we we certainly think hey this is worth a try you know we've tried it for 10 years where we did our best to make sure that the game in pvp and pve was exactly the same let's you know we've we've been wary of doing something where it's different um for quite honestly, many of the reasons we're experiencing now where it's not really transparent to players how certain spells work or why they're doing this or that amount of damage or healing. Um, but we felt like it was worth a try now. And I think we're pretty happy with the results. We just think we have some work to do on giving player the information about how the game has changed when they enter PvP. Awesome. So I want to jump into some of the questions that we got from our audience. So uh, this was fun because, of course, the first uh, hundred or so questions we got was, can you fix my insert class or respect, <laughs> yes. please? Um, which That's is always hard. the way. But, but it, does, it does bring up a, a good point because not only are we talking about balancing classes here, but balancing specs as well. Like, Do you guys have a priority list as far as, okay, our first goals here are to say, okay, everyone, regardless of what class you play, will at least have one viable spec, and then maybe you attack it at the spec level? Like, How do you approach that problem? Because there are a lot of classes yeah. and specs to balance. Yeah, I would say um, it's there was a huge class overhaul uh, with Legion um, where we were trying to go back to, and, and I know Scott knows this, where we really tried to go back to what is this class, what is this spec's fantasy, 
and um, try to deliver on that. Because we often feel like balancing is something you know you can do. You can adjust numbers, you can tune numbers, you can add spells, you can remove spells uh, to bring things into a balanced place. But you want to create uh, classes that have very fun moments, places and times where they can stand out um, and like Ian uh, Huskasist, our, our game director, recently sent out an email about the value of Envy. Like just the idea that that one class can do that one really special thing um, that everybody wants. So we kind of start there, trying just to make all the specs feel really unique and really special. And then we come at it from balance. You, you mentioned before about how you know players, they can't just switch to the, the, the spec that's the best. Um, it's even harder to do in Legion, arguably harder to do in Legion. Um, so it really is on us to say, you know, these players like a specific spec for a certain reason. They want to feel like they can contribute to their raid team, their PvP team, whatever it is. So it's really on us to do our best to make sure the game is balanced. So we we really shoot to have every spec feel uh, like that's our goal, like to make every spec feel uh, important and powerful and unique and uh, yeah no spec left behind basically <laughs> i just simultaneously got like 50 tweets like but you're leaving my paladin behind and it's not fair <laughs> that's fine brian holinka's got twitter foo man the guy is a super zen zen and he knows how to like take the right ones and, tricks yeah he's really good at it it's really good at classes you've done a great job mr Holinka. i mean it was a very interesting being at the with the players um in uh north american regionals this past weekend at mlg and you know i spent i would always spend time uh talking to the casters and a lot of uh, our pro players uh and <laughs> almost without fail um whatever team would lose would then like if they saw me on their way back to their desk they would be like did you see that did you see that one spec they're unbeatable you know and then uh then a later game that spec would get beaten so it, it uh there's a lot of and, and when you're you know upset about a loss or you're high on a victory uh there's a lot of emotion and passion so i've gotten it on twitter i've gotten it in person um certainly blizzcon is another time where we see it uh so i've you know i i, I think what's awesome about that is just you know you now that when people are so passionate about their class like they take it so personally uh they are so passionate about it they want it to be good they they love the, the spec and they want to play it so that's just where that's coming from and you know we oftentimes we just talk about using twitter using the forums as a signal that perhaps something is wrong and we'll take a look at it we'll talk about it um but you know, it, it is important that we we have all these different avenues to get feedback about class balance. No, I think it's I, I think well, I can't speak for every troll on Twitter out there, but I'm sure the the majority of folks are happy to hear you guys release open to it. I think it's a experience they're not used to have happening in other games, um, and especially when you're a subset of a much larger beast that isn't necessarily PvP focused, knowing that they kind of have that that outlet to to get to it. I do want to get into some specifics, probably the most asked questions, and sorry, I'm not going to name all like 15 people that asked this question, but there's a lot of questions slash concerns around enchantments and kind of the, the future of enchantments in PvP and Arena. I think what um, a lot of that is uh, alluding to is we used to, in during Miss Pandaria and then Warlords of Draenor, we had these special enchants that you could get if you reached a certain rating. Yep. Um, as There's a lot of content in World of Warcraft, and every expansion we do things a little bit differently, and sometimes 
uh, an old feature gets left behind almost just kind of by accident. And this is a, a situation these, these enchants are talking about uh, where we just kind of uh, forgot to bring them forward. Uh, and so that's, a, I would just say it's a bug that we'll, we'll get to certainly, but I think that's a situation where, um, our players who play in the rated version of the game, they really like having rewards, uh, at those higher levels, kind of something to aspire to and get. And I think that's a really valuable thing. It's something world of Warcraft has always done really well is our rated game, uh, has always had rewards that attract low level players and high level players. Um, because it's really my belief that in any of these games that have uh, rated matchmaking, you really need the average player to want to participate. You have to draw them in because you need basically someone for the higher level players to be better than. And if there's no draw to just bring everybody into the competitive mode, um, then slowly your population trickles because no one really likes to be on the bottom. But if you're... Oh, go ahead, if go you're ahead. giving it, oh yeah, if you're just giving something for showing up, a lot of people that don't care about rating, they'll show up, and that just makes the whole ecosystem stronger. So a few people asked, and I know Ro, a common uh, friend of the show, asked the question about battlegrounds versus arenas. And there's one thing that has definitely <laughs> been true about the competitive scene: it is pretty much all about arenas. And a lot yep. of people want to know: will we ever see a day where we we will see team-based competitive esports? in the area of battlegrounds and will that ever be a thing in world of warcraft yeah i i love battlegrounds i one of my favorite forms of pvp content is doing rated battlegrounds i think there are real logistical challenges there from an esports perspective um let's you know example of how are we going to how many teams of 10 could we bring to blizzcon mm -hmm. how many teams with two subs <laughs> 10 players could we bring the BlitzCon? Two? Four? I mean, you're talking 48 people. We bring eight teams of four um, arena teams. So that's 32 players. You can get to that number with only three RBG teams. You know, like, you get higher than that number with three RBG teams. So that's a real challenge. That being said, I think there's... We're very interested in, in trying out ideas with smaller number of, of players but objective-based game modes, whether it be three players, whether it be five players, whether it be six. Um, but I think 10 is just too many. And I kind of put it in a way out there at the community that, you know, a lot of times esports is a response to the community doing things. Yep. Sm Smash Brothers, Melee uh, competitions, they exist not because Nintendo pushed them. They exist because this passionate community was running these esports events and, and these tournaments for years. We don't see rated battleground tournaments because it's really hard yep. to, to run a tournament for 10v10. I mean, you, what if you have nine guys online, but one guy's disconnected and then he comes back and then another guy gets disconnected and then you're, <laughs> you know, it, and it's, it could be really difficult. So the fact that we haven't seen it in the community suggests to us that it's, it's a very hard thing to do. But like I said, I think game an objective-based game mode, perhaps with a smaller number of players, uh, could be a lot of fun. It's a lot easier to follow from a spectator viewpoint. Uh, what you know, if 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 it's just a six v six capture the flag, it's really easy to watch. Like who's got the flag? Is he alive? Is he dead? Where is he on the map? And just follow that. 
and not have to worry about, let's say, arenas where it's all about class play. It's just all about these classes fighting each other. And you really have to understand the nuances of all the different classes to really appreciate what's going on. You talked about uh, earlier about how release schedules kind of affect how PvP is run and tournaments are run. Uh, do you have any plans to uh, specifically run more land tournaments during the year aside? This comes from PRJ Armstrong. Uh, yep. More year, more more tournaments. Sorry, uh, besides regionals and BlizzCons, especially if you're trying to get, say, uh, a couple things done on one build before something else hits. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to do. Um, next year is a really promising year uh, for us because I think. Um, you know, Legion just came out uh, maybe a month ago or whatnot. So we're not going to have another expansion coming out next year. So I'm sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone. Big news. But, uh, <laughs> it's very unlikely that the next expansion comes out next year. So that you're means not, what happened in... You're not going to make like a Legion S version? No. Just like Apple does? <laughs> that's right. But um, so that'll mean that next year is an entire year of Legion. Um, and it's a lot easier for us then to schedule a lot more tournaments. Our focus from an esports perspective has always been about BlizzCon and the road to getting to BlizzCon. We think that's where our community is interested in. Uh, that's what we think is the cool story that we can tell for players is the route there. Mm -hmm. And we've always wanted to make kind of that strung out longer. Yep. Um, and so, it, you know, perhaps we do see uh, something else next year that would be, you know, it's not something we've talked about just yet, but that would be great. I know the players love the lands. Uh, it's not a trivial thing to do. You have to fly people in. You got to hire, you know, 75 people to do the production. Um, so there's a real cost there. Um, but when we see our community respond like they have the past two weekends, uh, it definitely means, hey, there's there's an audience for this. It helps our player base be engaged with their community. It gets them excited and playing World of Warcraft. Um, and so that means it's a valuable thing to us. So I have no promises. I think it's just that next year has some great potential just because of the release schedule. And I hope we can uh, capitalize on it. Definitely. So we got about five minutes, but I want to make sure I get through some of these questions that are going to get the uh, pitchforks out. Feel free <laughs> to feel free to give me non-answers if we if we paint you into a corner where your boss. Sure, sure. Gonna, I'm sure there's somebody from Blizzard listening right now, shaking their fist. <laughs> right now. I promise you weren't going to ask these questions. Um, yeah. So the first specific question we got was from Gruel World. He wanted to know what context you could provide around the Holy Paladin Crusader Strike change coming in seven one, specifically around the amount of charges being lowered. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that's a bug, uh, and it's not going to be that way. In uh, 7.1. Easy, easy answer. Yep. That, is, that is what we're yep. here for. Yeah. Um, getting a lot of questions. I'm not going to pretend to understand some of the, these questions. That's okay. But um, some questions around enchantments um, on artifact weapons and whether that's going to be something that's going to be allowed to... Yep, that's, uh, that's a bug that will be fixed in uh, our next patch. Man, I've that's, never... uh, I think Death Knights, I believe, uh, had an issue and it'll be fixed. Awesome. Um, here's one more about kind of matchmaking. They're wondering if there's going to be ever be separate adjustments for rated to so it's not mandatory to play with a healer to win i think a lot mm -hmm. of people feel like a healer is just basically required at this stage yeah we made a we made a change uh to how that works in unrated so we took healers out of twos and a lot and basically it's two damage dealers there's two damage dealers and so the matches are very quick um uh, i don't think so i think a lot of players uh, obviously healers do have a higher win rate in twos um, but we generally try to have the game designed specifically for threes. Um, I don't know. That's a real challenge for us. It's, it's the challenge that we have 
very broad challenge we have in World of Warcraft where it's like balance the game for raids, dungeons, questing, um, uh, 2v2 arenas, 3v3 arenas, 10v10 RBGs, all these different formats and trying to keep everything in line. We just really try to pick like we're going to make sure the game's good for 3v3 and 10v10. That's what we focus most of our balancing on. 2v2, um, a lot of people like it, and that's why it's still in the game. Um, but we aren't as concerned about it as we are about 3v3. So speaking of pitchforks, you mentioned it earlier. If I don't ask it, chat is going to have them out already. <laughs> uh, any love for Elemental Shamans in the future? Any kind of changes coming up that they can look forward to? Uh, They're going to get all in Hearthstone. Tell them to go away. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah right. Uh, I... I honestly, I just always prefer to just let patch notes speak for that problem. Um, if there was something we were thinking about doing and then then didn't do, uh, it would be kind of confused the messaging. So I just let the patch notes kind of speak for that. Read your patch notes, folks. All your yeah. all your answers are there. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try one more. I'm gonna bait with one more question just to to sure. use the chat room. Is there? Any classes you would say that you're particularly focused on you think need improvements and the inverse, any one that you think may be too strong? Um, at least from a PvP standpoint, um, we're seeing perhaps less uh, of Holy Priests than we'd like to see. Uh, in the past uh, week uh, at the North American Regionals this past weekend, we saw every healer spec represented and played except Holy Priest. So that would be something we would touch base on. Um, not sure how well our, our hunter specs are doing, especially our new melee uh, hunter specs. So that's certainly on our radar, but no promises really. I think we're just going to keep, we're going to keep grinding. We have ways to make PVP specific changes so we can do it on a much more regular basis. Like every three to four weeks we can do tuning changes and, uh, that's our plan going forward. So, and that's uh, a lot more changes than we usually do. No, that's awesome. Looking, I know I'm personally looking forward to uh, checking out WoW Arena at BlizzCon. It's been uh, quite a while since I've checked out WoW Arena specifically, and um, I've heard nothing but good things about it. And it's going to be, based on what we saw in the regionals, like you've, the presentation has gotten really good, and I, I'm just stoked to see it. So you'll definitely be able to yeah. check that out. The real, the real challenge, that, or the, the problem we're trying to say is, what is the story of a WoW Arena that a player can follow, like a spectator can follow along and understand? Um, and a lot of times, really what happens in a WoW Arena is every class has a certain number of offensive cooldowns and defensive cooldowns, and the players are and, and crowd control abilities, and they're constantly trying to put pressure to get those defensive cooldowns um, to be used and get them out of the other team. And so we changed the, the spectator uh, UI now to just kind of show the offensive and def defensive cooldowns for each spec so the players can follow along a little better. And we've also done a lot, uh, a lot of things to help kind of show which team is which. And uh, we also are doing a lot of work on our, um, our camera right now. When, you, when the spectator changes um, from target one to target two, the game just snaps and it's a little jarring. And so in a future patch, we'll actually be able to transition the cam camera very smoothly from target to target. So you have wow. a better sense of like where you are. So, yeah, we're, we're continuing to try and improve that experience so that a lot more people can understand what's going on. I would also uh, remind players, um, myself included, there is a certain habit you all have after the last 11 years of playing this game. <clears throat> you think that even though you've geared up sweet in PvE and you're looking at yourself going, man, look at me, I'm looking so good. Oh, if I want to do PvP, I got to start that grind and start working on that. You don't. 
You're gearing up for both now. You're there. You can get in there. Now right. it's just down to your skills, man. Despite all these, you know, tweaks, changes, bug fixes, stuff coming in seven one, you're now in a place where you can actually partake in it without feeling like you are totally underprepared or undergeared mainly. So let yep. that eye level shine, baby. Like this is the time yep. to play. I mean, that's what we just saw was, you know, people would be like, there's no point for me doing that. I'm not going to get any gear <clears throat> that I could use in my raids and, and vice versa. And we think it was really important to have, um, you know, PVP and PVE kind of res give one set reward that everybody wanted. Yep, awesome. So definitely check it out at BlizzCon. Um, it will be available through the entire, you guys, it's a pretty long tournament, right, as far as uh, the goings on at BlizzCon. Uh, it is. I mean, a lot of our matches, they are kind of in the five to ten minute range right yeah. now. Um, so we don't occupy as much time as a lot of the other games do. Um, but there are there are really exciting matches. The crowd gets totally amped. If you're at BlizzCon, it's, it's such an exciting thing to see live. And uh, I'd really recommend watching it. Awesome. And we will uh, make sure to hunt you down at BlizzCon with all our unanswered chat questions. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you can show them that tattoo while you're, while you're at the Hilton Bar there, uh, Brian. That's right, yeah. yeah. That's what it's really all. I'm using, I'm using that Transformers tattoo to get in with everybody. That's kind of like, <laughs> the reason I got it, right? Thanks, you guys, for joining us for this special one-off. Um, again, I hope you found it uh, valuable. We don't do a ton of PvP talk on the show. I, likely we will, as many of us um, are working our way through Endgame and looking to do new things in the game, like the new revamped PvP. And as you can tell by Brian's interview, a lot has changed. And if you haven't checked it out, you probably should. For the first time in a long time, I'll be doing that. And it's really nice to hear. I mean, my big takeaway is that Blizzard listened to what a lot of us were saying, myself included, that that it just felt a little impenetrable as compared to the rest of the game. But, you know, love multiplayer games, so why not? Why isn't it working? And it seems like they've really taken that to heart. Anyway, I'm excited about the future of that. We'll have a regular show coming up this weekend. So come on back on Friday for a brand new one. Hope you guys enjoyed this. It's a little freebie in the week. Have a great week, you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.